So hello, everybody, and welcome to um, the series that we're doing around interviewing all of our new Eagle Manager qualifiers for the last period. A chance for me, Bob Parker, to talk to um, all the rising stars about how they feel about being Eagle and a little insight into part of their journey. So if you're new listening to the podcast, new to forever, make sure you make lots of notes. My interview today is with Claire Massey. Claire, congratulations on qualifying once again for the Eagle Manager. Um, great to okay. see you. List of qualifiers. Uh, Claire, what I thought we'd talk about today um, is a little bit about your journey because you know you probably can recall when you joined Forever those years ago. Everybody has pretty much the same fears and doubts about whether it's possible for them to build a Forever business. Can it work for you? Even in the really early days, is this for real and so I thought today we just focus on you know helping those new people understand that it's possible for anybody. Now you came from a teaching background tell us a little bit about that what position you were in um, in terms of your career when you were first about approached by forever. Yeah okay I, I was I was approached um, to have a look at the the business model I was very skeptical and actually didn't didn't look information I had in my mind a rough idea of what my friend was doing made lots of assumptions about that and why that wouldn't be for someone like me um well personality you know, a close friend yeah it was um my husband's friend's wife okay. so we were yeah we were, we were friends um the, the four of us and um I, I thought she was a bit crazy um she did make the statement that come and have a look at this business it's going to change your life and I just think when you hear that, and even now, when forever has changed my life quite dramatically, I'm very hesitant to use that phrase because of how it made me feel. And it made me feel sceptical. Um, I was um, working in a secondary school. I actually ended my career as what they call a pastoral mentor, which is the, um, the non-academic side of education, the, the uh, behaviour, child protection attendance, that kind of thing. And I absolutely loved it. I really loved it. Um, and if I'm honest, I went off on maternity leave. That was September 2013. Had my first baby in the October and had every intention of returning. I just didn't know that there would be any other option. I'd already lined my mum up. She was squashing her five day week into a four day week so she could have Bella on the Friday. And I'd already lined all that up. Um, but then had my baby and the reality of returning to work started to to hit home and I became quite emotional about it quite regularly and I, kind of, I know Gary my husband was kind of looking at me thinking well, what what are the options and I wanted it all I wanted time I wanted um to not miss anything I wanted to be more with my own child rather than other people's I didn't want the childcare costs because that would eat into a lot of my wage but selfishly or not I don't know I really did want a nice lifestyle and I did want to provide a nice life for my young family also I wanted to feel successful when I'd got my degree I felt great it was the first time really that I realized oh maybe I maybe I can achieve what I put my mind to maybe I, I came out with a first class degree which sounds like a bit of a blow your own trumpet but I didn't ever believe that I would ever achieve anything like that that wasn't a reflection of my GCSE and A level results for sure um so I thought okay like maybe I can do this and I wanted to have that feeling I enjoyed that and I was worried I wouldn't have that as a as a full-time mum should we say 
So that's when I went back with my tail between my legs to my friend and said, um, can I have the, a proper look now, please? What was the time span between, you know, her planting that seed in your mind and you going back? Can you remember? Yeah. So that was that was six months. OK. Yeah. So, again, just, you know, to reinforce for anybody new listening to the podcast, it is absolutely about the timing isn't it in 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 terms of the the person that you shared the message with being receptive and that can sometimes not as you know not take months sometimes that can take years yeah absolutely and and I think I'm quite glad I had that experience now because you're right as a new business owner sometimes it's difficult to see why people can't see what you can and you want them to see it immediately but I didn't want to see it when I was first showing the business, I wasn't in that place. I wasn't ready. So in that six months and you don't know what's happening in someone's life in that time frame, I'd had a baby and life had really, really changed uh, for us. My, my priorities had changed. The way I was looking at what was important in my life had changed. And so, um, yeah, I, I did go back and I'm, well, I'm glad I did. Yeah, and we hear stories all the time of people who, you know, have planted a seed with somebody, kept the relationship over, but not over pressurized them to make a decision. And, you know, sometimes a few years later, as a result of a change of thinking or a change of circumstances on the part of the prospect, they come back and say, tell me more. And I think that's why it's important not to pressurize people too much, but to keep the door open. Yeah, definitely. So you went back, said, OK, tell me more. Then what happened? I joined that day. I joined that day. I I said, you need to come around. I need to now. I need to see the information now. This so this was the 5th of January 2014. So again, a good time. Um, And we're coming up to that time where people start to think about what what that next year is going to look like, what they want it to look like. And that was certainly me. And so she did, she came around. We looked at um the business presentation looked at the information again and I filled out a paper application form and that was me and I was nervous I was petrified if I'm honest I'd never done anything like this before um I felt safe in in education should we say I felt like I'd always have a career there um there were some kind of sideways steps and things I I could have taken but in reality to to earn a lot more money and have the time I felt restricted there going back into education as a mum felt very different to to what it would have been before um but I was excited I just thought you know what and I think again another message for somebody maybe that's newer listening into this is that we're encouraged to speak to people we know initially because you've got that kind of relationship and that trust there. And I think that's really key. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I think I prefer to speak to people I, I don't know. You're going to see success sooner with the people that you do know because of that. And, and I felt that with my with my friend that, okay, you know, this is something that she's putting effort into. You know, maybe I should. And I started to see the, the wider network of the team and other people in forever and thought, people that are doing this maybe maybe i can too i don't know about your thoughts on that claire because you we do hear this a lot that you know when people join they prefer to people speak to people that they don't know rather than their friends and do you think that's because they don't want to destroy the relationship with their friend and that's in the back of their mind or do you think that they're not yet confident enough and therefore a bit embarrassed about what they do what's your i think both i think both bob i i for me, I was worried about what people would think of me. Yeah. It was a big thing for me. Um, yeah. People really close to me, my mum, you know, my good friends. 
and and then people slightly wider as well certainly if I was going to kind of put myself out there on social media a little bit and let people know that I was excited about something new that I felt like a really big thing to do and would people be talking about me or judging me perhaps but also I really quickly realized that building my business although we're following a business model how I conduct myself is completely in my control and so then I started to grasp that actually I'm not going to be hassling people or breaking relationships through asking them to look at the product or the business I can control how I present myself to those people how often I do that what that communication style is like and I think that's important to know but also realizing and remembering that this business is bigger than me I'm not offering them me and what I want from it yes I'll be working with them and that is important but I'm offering the forever living business model that's proven for decades and and they can come in and do with it what they want and I think it was only through understand recognizing that and and being at the events and immersing myself in as much forever as I possibly could that I became able to put my shoulders back and hold my head high about what I was offering people and that's a a really big tip of mine to anybody new is that having belief in yourself is I think difficult in the beginning but if you can try and grasp that belief in in the company and and what you're part of you're able to conduct yourself a bit more confidently when when delivering a presentation you almost take the pressure off yourself don't you yeah it's not you they're saying no to it's the opportunity at that point in time that they potentially could be saying no to yeah Yeah. so how did the first weeks or months go for you i i was i'm smiling as you've asked me that question bob because do you know, I was too petrified to do anything other than what I was told. So I literally just did Perfect. everything my mentor <laughs> said because I didn't know what to do. Um, and now my advice to anybody new is follow and do what your mentor says for the first 90 days. And when I look back, that's just what I did. That is what I did. I held some launches where I was shown and coached on how to get the product out to people I attended uh, business presentations and asked people to come and look at the business. So I did all those things. And um, my first month went well. I'd made my money back, give my mum her money back that she'd lent me to start the business. Um, And I was in profit. And that felt really, really good. Um, I'd also ended the month um, with what I was told could be a great basement for my first promotion, which would be supervisor. Now, I didn't know that, but someone said that to me and I believed them. Okay, great. So I just went for it. And so, as yeah, within seven weeks, I'd hit supervisor. Um, and that again, that that was that success I was looking for. That was that recognition. I didn't know that I would enjoy that I was receiving um, recognised at company events. And so very quickly moved to assistant manager and manager within it was that was June 2014 so manager within six months of starting yeah. um, because of the the small goals I think that I'd set myself I didn't start thinking that that would happen if I'm honest I didn't have manager as a goal that wasn't but the small wins ticking them off gave me the confidence to just keep going and set bigger goals as I went along and I think that again for the just to reinforce to the new people listening that's that's exactly how your confidence builds event by event day by day small success by small success you you know everybody that anybody now sees on a stage at one of our big events didn't start looking and feeling that way they started just by the small successes building their confidence and their belief in in the whole world of forever 
Yeah, I think, you know, when, when I do look back on that six months, I, I recognise, maybe I didn't know it at the time, but I recognised I was really, really connected, emotionally connected to why I was doing it. And there was a couple of things that happened along the way. One was my daughter. I, I really didn't want to miss out on anything. And every time I looked at her, I had that constant reminder. But I was encouraged to set those small goals. And one of those, um, in fact, it's a bit embarrassing, but some people do know me in forever as the lady with the bin. I am the lady with the bin because I wanted a bin. It was an expensive bin. Um, I was told that oh, that well, wasn't... I've never heard the bin story before. This is new not? to me. No. I don't know if this is appropriate for this meeting, so I'll keep it short. <laughs> um, the bin story, I wanted a bin. It had a recycling compartment. Nothing too snazzy, but it was more expensive than our budget would allow, let's say. And we'd had that conversation as a husband and wife team, we're not having a bin, Claire, that's that much money. I just thought in that moment, it became much more than the bin. It was more about that conversation about our budget, um, what I was or wasn't going to be in the future contributing to that household pot. And I remember realising at that very moment that I've got my hands on something that could enable us not to have that conversation and for me to feel that way. So we were having the bin, the goal was set. And um, the minute I'd made my my money back for that Start Your Journey pack and I was in profit, we went and bought the bin and that felt really, really good. And it just moved on then that connection to the goal and still is to this day is that financial independence is that and and so that's not everybody's goal but my the reason I've started sharing that story is because I think to see success it's so important to have a connection to why you're doing this it does need to be a need rather than just a want and and that was a and still is a huge part of why I'm able to stay consistent today yeah and the significance really is is as you say is that you had a goal that drove you Uh, Not that it's a bin. I mean, there's a similar story in Ireland from Marion Fitzgerald when she first joined all those years ago. Her first goal in her first month was to create enough money for a new set of curtains. And we often tell the curtain story, but, you know, it doesn't matter if it's curtains, bin, holiday, you know, new set of clothes or whatever. It's the significance of the goal will drive you there. And and actually, once you've achieved that, you realise, actually, I could buy as many bins as I want or curtains as I want or clothes as I want in the future. That's it. Um, now I've mastered those basics. So what point did we get to when you, you know, realised that this could be something that would mean that you didn't have to return to school? To be honest, it was early on. Now, I didn't make any official decision that I didn't have my notice in um, in the first few months, but already the conversations were happening in how I was able to generate an income, both with the retail side of it and actually what that looked like. I started to look at how much money I would be earning from my education job, how much would be going out in childcare and how easily I was able to, to make that money up through product evenings through um, selling a C9, for example, we started to look at the profit. And I just remember thinking, this is a no brainer for yeah. me. This, this, it became really exciting that what I would actually have to do to earn the money that, that we needed um, to avoid me going back to work. It, I knew then that my focus needed to be on forever. And that if, because at that point I was a supervisor, the next step was assistant manager. I felt really excited to get there then. And it was that pay. It was my assistant manager pay um, that I, I remember my husband saying, what really? I was, yeah, it, it, when momentum started to happen and 
um, people started to join my team and they started to see success, my income started to, it would double two months in a row. Wow. That we were, wow. You know, early on with a goal of £500 a month, and I thought that was a big ask. When that started to happen, the excitement was real. And, and again, that being in control and having success and and all of that and, and realising that actually this could be a stable, secure income because I know that I can rely on myself. And when I look back at that six months that I'd worked hard for, I, I it's, it's very different to a day job. It's very different to a contracted job description that you have. Realising then that you're in control of that and that you need to be um, having a contract with yourself to say, this is the amount of time and effort that I'm going to commit. This is my job description in my business. I realised that as long as I can rely on myself to fulfil that, this is going to be a stable income for us. So we'll fast forward 2014, 2021. What does life look like now? It, it has changed how we live um, dramatically. We live in a different area with the schools that uh, I wanted my children to go to. Um, Forever is my only source of income. Um, it's meant that I'm now the breadwinner at home. So not only have I got financial independence, it's 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 been great. I, I always wanted um, you know a career, yeah. um, but the best bit is that I'm able to do that around my now three children. Um, so they're eight, six, and almost four, um, and I, I'm not missing anything. I'm the school run mum. I'm a, the gymnastic mum. I'm the stage coach mum. Doing all of those things, but enabling um, us to have a, a what I consider to be quite a luxury lifestyle that's enabled us financial security for the future. It's given us the income to be able to, you know, invest in things like that, which would not have happened before. Um, and with excitement still for what what's coming in 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 the world of forever, but also knowing that I'm still committed to that job description, I'm still committed, still got the work ethic that I had. Um, when I started to, to continue to provide a great lifestyle moving forward, yeah, it's um, it's amazing, really, when considering how I first looked with a sceptical head on Absolutely. to now, you know, where we are now, it's amazing, really. And of course, one of the significant differences in terms of your development now, it isn't just that you know how to look after yourself financially through the forever model, but you also now have the confidence to help others do the same because you've proven it over and over and over again. So very exciting times. A couple of final thoughts then, you know, I'm just getting started. I'm brand new. Um, I'm, we're just coming out of a, you know, a very difficult time in the in world, you know, history with the pandemic. Um, you know, what, what should I be focused on? Your goal, I think the first thing, and when we look at that first steps to manager book, the first two pages are on why you're here, why yeah. you're building a business. So it's important to spend some time really understanding what what's going to make you go to work consistently. The you other need thing, to find my bin. Then is that what you're saying? Whatever, it, whatever floats your boat. If it's a bin, bin. okay. <laughs> whatever it may be, um, but the other thing I would say to people is just trust the process. Trust that, you know, the business model hasn't changed too much in 40 plus years. This works. And I think it's really easy to 
question that or question yourself along the way when things aren't um rocketing at the you know the rate that you want it to go at it's just trust the process it it, it, that's all anybody's doing when they're working you when you see the successful people that's all they're doing is uh, working that business cycle and you know follow what your mentor says as I said right at the start of this chat follow what your mentor says for the first 90 days they know what they're doing they've got that experience they've been there work really really closely with them um and yeah focus on the incentives that was a big thing for me that's a really great tip make sure you understand and learn and um start with the small ones they'll lead to the big ones Uh, that's really exciting when that starts to happen as well I think uh, I'm sure you'll agree it's a very exciting time for a brand new people starting that the pandemic has changed the way that the world thinks about their health and about their future financial well-being and I think we couldn't be in a better place than we're in right at this point in time. I personally do. I feel that I really feel that, you know, the ability to work from home has never been more um, sought after um, after what we've been through. And that that's that's the feeling that, you know, we're able to offer that to people. We're able to offer them incredible products. We're able to offer them an alternative way of working and time. And it is it is really exciting. I, I honestly feel as excited today as I did back then when I started my business. There's there's a it's an exciting couple of years ahead, I think. Claire, congratulations for being Soaring Eagle and I wish you continued success. Thanks for sharing your top tips with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.